G'day, my name's Tino Beth. Welcome back to the Quantum Feedback Podcast. This is episode number 11. Welcome to the Quantum Feedback Podcast, where together we'll explore the bridge between science and spirituality, translate the messages of the divine, and play the infinite game to live, love, and learn life lessons. I'm your host, Tino Beth. Let's dial in to quantum feedback. Welcome to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Soundwise. Now, if you have a message to share, if you've got wisdom that you want to actually sell and you want to monetize, then I recommend that you check out quantumfeedback.org forward slash Soundwise to sell your wisdom through audio courses through private podcasts, and even to self-publish your own audiobooks. Check out Soundwise, because it makes it easy and simple to monetize your content. And it's what I'm using to publish this podcast. And it's really removed the complexity, it's automated, me being able to publish my podcasts, and also have all the options and the bells and whistles for monetization. So check out quantumfeedback.org forward slash Soundwise. Today's guest is Jasmine Soiree. She's a life coach and she is the host of Live Your Life podcast. But when I met her in Bali back in 2019, she didn't have a podcast. And it was only after keeping in touch and, you know, watching her growth on Instagram that we both realized that we were launching a podcast at the same time. So... I figured it was a good time to talk about what it's like to launch a podcast and and all the things that go with that in terms of putting yourself out there. So this is a kind of a conversation where we're exploring the concept of creating your own podcast and stepping out into the unknown and also interviewing Jasmine and what she's doing in on the other side of the world. And it's, it's an interesting conversation, so I hope you enjoy it fill people in about this whole story, this adventure, this adventure of essentially like doing what you feel like you need to be doing, you know, like this yeah. is like a calling that we have to like, you know, produce a podcast and have these interesting conversations. And, you know, but we're just two random people that met at some business event in Bali, like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just right. we met for like five minutes, had a little five minute conversation, mm-hmm. and then it was like mm-hmm. changed contact details, and then we're on the other side of the world, and now mm-hmm. we're creating a, our own podcast in parallel, like in like synchronized fashion, almost like we could almost buddy up and mm-hmm. keep each other accountable to launch it, and then to like keep the ball. That up. would be really good i feel like we should probably do that because <laughs> another be real eight months will buy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and the event that i met you at in bali and it's so funny because i was actually supposed to leave bali i think the day before the event mm-hmm. and i just felt like i needed to stay so i extended my trip by i think like four days and then i met the person who invited me to come to that event. I didn't even know what it was. She was like, do you want to come? And I went to the event and it was like all of the people doing the things that I want to be doing. And I just thought it was really amazing because I, I didn't plan to be there. It just kind of fell in front of me. Mm. So it was really cool. 
That was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. What was that event called? Flow event or something? Anyway. Um, I could probably think about it, but I can't remember. But that sounds something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And there were just some amazing people there. It was just cool. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, that's and part of that is like, you know, like when you go traveling, which we can't do now, but when we, when you do go traveling, it's like, there's a yeah. huge element of stepping out into the unknown. You know, you're going to Bali, especially Bali or a third world country or something. And you're immediately like on that hero's journey, you know, like whatever your original reason for going was, you know, that can sort of, you know, get blown out of the water when you actually, you know, like experience the fact that you're in a new country, your surroundings are different, everything's brand new, everything's like new, like it's it's just a complete unknown. And part of that process, you know, part of what I do, what, what I talk about is the hero's journey and mm-hmm. looking at the hero's journey from all different perspectives. Traveling is a classic hero's journey where you travel and you experience and then you have to really sort of let go, which is what you're talking about, letting go of the plan mm-hmm. and being allow, like allowing flow to enter into your life. And then that's exactly what this event was called. It was, you know, it was like an entrepreneurial flow state event. It's like essentially what we were actually like creating what we're internally creating like from the quantum field of our heart like this is something that i resonate with something that you resonate with and we're actually like you know picking up on that signal of what is what are we here for what do we want to be doing Mm -hmm. and finding that signal and going with the flow and finding that and then getting that inspiration and then now we're like talking a year later and our situation's changed and our whole life's Mm -hmm. changed potentially I mean, a big part of the way that I understand the hero's journey too, is this like, it's a, it's a drive for consciousness, but a drive to be connected with yourself ultimately, like the truth of who you are. Mm -hmm. And we're so distracted in our daily lives, especially in relationships, like stuck in who we believe we're supposed to be based on what was put on us. And so part of, I mean, it's the journey is just showing up for whatever's next and trusting the process. And like, I, I believe I have been supported every step of the way, like things have just fallen in front of me. And I think it's really interesting too, even that, like I started my podcast literally like a week ago and I feel like it was probably the same day that you emailed me about yours. <laughs> like, And we talked about it, like we said, eight months ago. So it was just like everything I just feel very supported and I feel supported because I show up for the things and that's why I showed up for Bali and I got invited to the event and then you were behind me in line and we started chatting. It's just cool. It's just life is really cool if you show up for it. Yeah. I think that's a critical difference. The critical key is it's all about showing up in the moment and really like Mm -hmm. taking, you know, the 35 years of human development that I've gone through, that you've gone through and putting it all into that one moment and not trying to like hold on to anything, but just being available, like riding, like when you're surfing, I live by the beach. Like when you're surfing, you're riding a wave and you constantly have to make micro adjustments to make, to be on the wave, to be in the right spot, to be in that sweet spot and to find the flow. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's like, 
something that we you know we all have to do is um is those little micro adjustments in the moment yeah yeah and i think paying attention to the ones that are actually steering you in the right direction because i think it can feel really hard to go the right way but knowing the difference like what is actually serving you and what feels aligned because it can still feel different it can still feel difficult while it's flowing. Even like we talked about earlier, like getting started, it feels really difficult, even though I know it's right. Mm. Like I'm the one that's blocking the flow. Mm. That's the like classic getting in your own way thing. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know if you know, um, do you know the work of Louise Hay at all? A little bit. Yeah. I've been exposed to it um, 10 years ago or so, but. Yeah. So she talks about like, if you hurt different parts of your body, the psychosomatic reasons for it or what, what it's connected with. And probably three weeks ago, I I think I like broke my toe doing yoga, which is just absurd. It's like ridiculous. But if you look up what that means, it's like, you know, creating obstacles in front of you. Mm. And so I totally see that I'm doing that to myself. Mm it makes sense. That's what happens. Anyway, it's just funny. <laughs> That's interesting. Cause it's like, you know, a big part of what I teach and what I talk about is really being able to pick up on the clues of, of this, this concept of um, quantum feedback. So it's like where you break your toe when you're doing yoga and it's like this, this unconscious thing that you put in your path to like distract you. To take you off your it's like a challenge that you do for yourself there's a part of you that does it part of your past conditioning your you know like subconscious mind is like yeah we'll throw that in you know we'll throw this spanner in the works and we'll see the capabilities of this this human being now <laughs> which is you and see if you can navigate and overcome it and be present with you know the toe breaking and still move forward, still mm-hmm. move beyond that, and not let it like affect you and take you off your path and move into like, you know, all the different, you know, um, I suppose psychological, physiological states you can create when your past throws you a spanner and, you know, to trip or fall or to challenge and, and jump over, sort of thing. So, what is the intention of the past throwing the obstacle in? I think it's a learning experience. It's a really just solidifying the, um, the lesson learned, you know, mm-hmm. and really giving you the practical, um, the practical experience of implementing your knowledge and wisdom, capabilities and determination, your clarity, mm-hmm. solidifying that into a, a real-life learning event so that you can then go, oh, tick that box from an from a embodied state. Mm-hmm. So you can experience the reprogramming. So I could, I could break my toe and I could fall into like a really sad victim mentality and get up. But instead, I choose to have the experience of resilience and like push through it and show myself that I'm not going to choose that again. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that, that's when we begin to have that awareness of like after the fact so oh i broke my toe and then after the fact you have this awareness and you have these flashes of you know your past and some flashes of like self-sabotage coming up and then you feel like 
you know, the stuff getting in your own way and, and, you know, you have to overcome that. But then there's a, an element of the work, quantum feedback work, where you're then creating, where you're not, you're not waiting for your programmed subconscious mind to throw spanners into your path, but you are actually consciously steering the ship, pun intended, um, consciously steering the ship <laughs> of the whole life to avoid these pitfalls, you know, and to really show up in that moment. And even if they do come up, you know, you have the foresight of, you know, oh, this is like one of those shadow bits of my past coming up. Now it's going to try and challenge me and I can grow through this. Mm -hmm. You can learn and you can develop and you can use it as a tool because you're constantly creating, we're constantly creating our environment from, you know, in the, in a quantum physics perspective, just through our thoughts, our feelings and our actions. And it's really like the culmination of like decades and years and months and just single days of thoughts, feelings and actions that we just mostly have on repeat that just create what we see around us. Mm -hmm. And it's when we can, you know, start to like influence that system, that automatic system, mm -hmm. automatic feedback loop that we're all participating in automatically we can influence that consciously then we can start to steer it so we, we can start to like have more control have more like um what do you want to call it um just it's like we're empowered to choose well, our destinies yeah, it's like having that free will to do it and then to know that you're doing it and then to know that by you doing it, it's going to change your reality. It's going to create mm -hmm. something new. Mm -hmm. And then we look for clues on the journey <laughs> that we're doing the right thing. You know, like it was funny when, you know, like three weeks, two weeks ago or something like that, I messaged you on Instagram. I was like, hey, Jasmine, how's your podcast going? Like, you know, I'd love to interview you. I haven't heard from you in like eight months about this whole thing. And it was like perfect timing for you. And for me at the time, I was like, it'd be really funny if <laughs> this creates some sort of synchronistic thing by me sending you this message and you're doing it on your end. And it's like, I mean, it back, totally back. was. <laughs> yeah. But it gives me chills because it totally did. It totally was like, and I was actually confused. I was like, is he asking to be on my podcast? Cause I had offered that before when I reached out to you, I was like, Hey, I want you to be on my podcast. So at first I thought that's why you were reaching out to me. <laughs> and then when I scheduled with you, I saw your email and I was like, wait, it's, we're doing this backwards, but we're both doing the same thing. Yeah. Really, and it feels, it feels really validating. It feels like support confirmation mm -hmm. that um, also being around like-minded people, right. Is really powerful to keep me on the right path and consistently choosing the right kinds of people that are going to, speak my language. Like everything that you're talking about right now, it's not the language that I use, but we're talking, like we do the same work essentially. Like we're talking about the same things. Yeah. And I think it's incredibly powerful. So let's talk about the, the current times because that's, you know, like we we're in a situation right now where this powerful work is, um, you know, for me, I feel like it's probably the, some of the most important work on earth to be doing 
like without you know um, we are in corona time corona times right now and we're in lockdown just for people that are listening later on you know like this is you know the most important work that's what i that's something that i try to teach people and try to like help people to do is to really do the most important thing first thing in the day um and and really like what we're talking about is and what i want to ask you is what do you feel like is the most important work for us to be doing right now like on our own evolutionary journey and you know what like where is the world at like what's really lacking like where's the the gap really that's where i'm fascinated about is what's the gap of of consciousness between people that are like really struggling right now and really like like in a state of fight and flight and fear and you know being able to support and help that like how do we bridge that gap I mean, I believe that pain is one of the most powerful motivators for people to find the real answers. And I think a lot of people are incredibly uncomfortable right now because they're not able to dissociate and detach in all the ways that we do in our normal lives. So all of our addictions, all of our dissociative behaviors of running around and keeping busy and going to the gym and seeing all these people, like I think right now it's a really powerful invitation to ourselves and i don't think we have those opportunities a lot in our lives so one thing that i'm super grateful for is that i'm i've done the work to be with myself and i've spent a lot of time by myself and i've worked through so many of my triggers and the things that i have not been conscious about that i feel in it's almost like i feel guilty how peaceful i am being with myself in my apartment. I like literally live in like a 600 square foot apartment. And there was a two week period of time that I didn't leave. (laughs) (laughs) I bought myself like an extra freezer and I totally stocked up because what happened was I went outside and my neighbor walked right up to me and started talking to me like a foot away. And I freaked out and I was like, I am not, I'm just not going to leave. I'm fine. And I'm I'm not freaking out anymore, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay inside by myself. And I, I'm shocked at how happy I am. Like I'm very happy. And to me, happiness, it's not like a, you know, this hit of whatever dopamine when I buy something or whatever. It's like this deep sense of peace and contentment being in my apartment. Literally, I'm not able to buy anything or do anything or go anywhere. Um, But I'm able to be with myself. And I think that that is, One of the major issues is that people are not here. They're not in their lives. They're not present. They're operating from these old belief systems, like, you know, breaking my toe and having like a victim mentality. And the thing, I'm trying to think of how that connects with what I'm saying. Um, Like I could live, I live, we live our whole lives doing the things that, that we look for evidence to validate our subconscious belief systems about who we believe ourselves to be. So if I break my toe, then it could validate like, oh, I'm, it's, everything is too hard. I'm a victim. Like I can't do this. It's too hard. And I think when we're out in our lives, we find ourselves in situations that are constantly like reflecting back to us what we believe is true about ourselves without actually giving ourselves the opportunities to be like, who am I actually right now? And I think a lot of people are probably asking themselves this question. 
And so I think that the biggest, I think especially in, I think relationships are incredibly powerful. And I think a lot of people are probably really uncomfortable in their relationships right now. They've probably been dissociating from their relationships and not even present with their partners. They probably don't even know the people that they're in a relationship very well because our lives are so busy. And I think there's probably a lot of people looking and saying like, how, like, is this really my life? Is this the person that I've chosen to be with? So that's this whole separate part of it. But I also think without, I'm kind of repeating myself, but without the unconscious distractions and addictions, people don't know who they are. And then what happens is they turn, you know, 60, 70, 80, and they look back and they're like, what did I do with my life? (laughs) Like, who was that person? And so now it's like, I can't go buy a new handbag because that might feel like it's important in my life, but I can't do that. So then I'm left with like, who am I without this materialistic story that I have? Who am I without, you know, going to the gym every single day? Like, what is my identity without that? And I'm not saying anything's wrong with any of these things. I love a nice handbag. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But it's like, if that, if my identity is wrapped up in like doing these things and I'm not it's the, the difference of like being a human doing. And I think right now we're being forced to be human beings and we're, we're being connected with who we are. And I think if we're connected with who we are, we're going to be healthier. We're going to make better choices. We're not going to hurt people. We're not going to hurt ourselves. So I was kind of roundabout, but does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think what you're saying is, you know, for the greater part, we, we've mostly just been distracted you know like Mm -hmm. I get distracted just in my own world you know with a million things to do when I'm not leaving the boat let alone going out into the world and getting distracted and being social and all those sorts of things there's like it just opens up Pandora's box of distraction let alone when you're just trying to create your thing and you've got your own life to distract you but when you include like social settings when you include like you know, addiction to consumerism, when you include like status, <laughs> like major distractions that get in the and way of this. codependency. I want to add too, like doing things for other people is a really powerful addictive identity. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. Continue. Yeah. 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 And, and they all get, they all seem to get in the way of this journey that we're all fundamentally on, but most of us forget that we're on the journey, which is just yes. to not know thyself. You know, like to really know who you are when you've got nothing. Like to know who you are when the tiger is chasing you. You know, like it's a really mm-hmm. powerful time to know who you are because you can stand up to it with the with the with your own weapon and fight, or you can run and you can make that choice if a tiger is running. If you know, if you're being chased by an actual physical tiger, and um. So that brings us sort of like full circle on the hero's journey because right now I think there's very limited, we've been limited in a way because of this thing, because of quarantine to, to experience this developmental process of going on a hero's journey, which is, you know, travel, which is um, meeting new people, going into some, you know, following some call of inspiration and going into some new profession, industry, city, country, whatever, um, physical environment, boating or whatever. And um, I mean, you know, the, the ways that the hero's journey can manifest are in unlimited, 
you know, depending on the individual. <clears throat> and that and that really gives us a um a fast track to know who we are in that particular mm-hmm. situation. So if anything, this is actually a powerful hero's journey. Sorry, I have to correct myself because I'm just looking at it, thinking about it, and realizing that I think something you said before, which is like the pain teaches you how to heal. You know, like the pain in your life. It's an invitation. It's an invitation, yeah. So people are on a hero's journey. They have to sit in their own house. They have to confront the silence, you know, without, you know, as long as they're not playing videos and watching distractions all the time. But it, it is a massive, like, inner hero's journey. And it's bringing up that fear. And it's bringing up that, you know, the shadow self mm-hmm. of living this life that's been unobserved for so many years in this really generalized way, like um, powerful time to, you know, be alive and be at home and to, you know, get your daily habits and disciplines and rituals in order. People do not like looking at themselves. People do not want to see what's in there for the most part, unless they're called to the journey, I think, of consciousness. So like, you know, I work with quite a few clients and I couldn't tell you the actual numbers, but it's like usually people will come to a few sessions on average and then they leave because it's too hard. They don't want to look at it. They want to go back. It's almost like this... um, we don't want to like the consciousness is so painful. A lot of people think the consciousness is so painful that they'll say to me, um, like, this is harder, like this is painful and I don't want to do this work. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind people that they contacted me because it also wasn't working before. And that's so easily forgotten. Once people start tapping into what's inside of themselves, like popping the metaphorical hood and trying to make sense of like all the pieces in the programming or like how many people come in to work with me and they'll say that they had a very happy life or a happy childhood. Like they had no problems and they don't understand why they have all this dysfunction. And that's impossible because no human parent can be perfect and make the perfect experience for their child. But I think it's so hard for people to see the truth because they feel guilty or the shame comes up. And I think that that's, kind of the running away process. So it's like the hero, like the hero's journey, like I've done a lot of travel experiences and adventures by myself. And for me, those were incredibly powerful because I was never in quarantine until now. Like I'm a very like relational, historically very codependent person. And that's something that I've worked really hard on changing, Mm. but it's like, I have to literally be away from people in order to stop like making my whole like sense of reality about other people or what I should be doing or what these things are. And when I travel, I feel like, you know, my first silent meditation retreat, I feel like was the first time I actually met myself. Like I was able to connect with this, like the essence of this, like being that was in this skin. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. And when I'm traveling, I don't have all these distractions. So I'm able to focus on what's happening for me. And I've done that so much in my life, which is why I believe I'm at some, I'm at peace right now. But I think a lot of people have never, they've never gone to Bali by themselves, which I'm incredibly grateful that I was able to do that. Of course, it's a huge privilege, 
Um, but now people are being invited into this journey of the shadow that you're talking about. Like, who am I? Like, do I like the way that I'm showing up in the world? Like, do I like the way, do I appreciate the way that I'm binge watching Netflix and like stuffing my face? Like, who is this person? What's happening? Like, it's all these things that people are being met with that they've just, they've never had to look at before. They've, and I see it as an invitation, but it's incredibly difficult. So what people are invited to themselves is like the most, it's one of the most difficult journeys and people run away from it, but we can't right now. I mean, we can, of course, we can smoke pot, we can do drugs, we can whatever. Um, Totally. But it's harder. Yeah. Totally, totally feel that. Like um, that focusing your, like, like you said something before and I was like, being aware of consciousness is a difficult thing. Like, yes. Like I, I remember I recently, I'm still catching up, you know, like I've been on a media diet for a long time. Like I don't watch, don't, you know, I'm on a boat. So I don't really have connections to like mainstream media, TV, popular TV culture and all these other things. But, um, like still catching up. So I watched with um, with my brother and a few friends. We were watch. We were like on Gaia, and I was like, "Oh, what's on Gaia?" I was like, "I don't know, but let's watch that rewired thing with Dr. Joe Dispenza." So I haven't seen the full series yet, but it's it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It goes in deep, and we put the first episode on, and I felt this this feeling in the room, this vibration in the room that was like, you know, it's kind of like hearing the voices inside everyone's head and it was like oh no he's gonna talk about what's going on in my head (laughs) and it was like this this really like sink slowly sinking feeling of oh no this show is about the ideas and the awareness that's in my brain and it's like real like microscope on the on the brain like of of these people in the room and I was like oh maybe I didn't put the right show on because it's not entertaining <laughs> and it's like confronting. it's not a dissociative experience exactly it's confronting <laughs> <laughs> and I love that stuff most people don't yeah. sometimes I love it <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I love it yeah and I was like yeah I was just amazed I was like I got a real sense of that and I was like wow like it is a challenging thing to, to do, you know, to confront. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but it seemed like this is well, a powerful I, time. Yeah. It's kind of goes back to what we were talking about like earlier too, is it's like once we're confronted with these things, we, we have decisions to make because when we're unconscious, we don't have the ability to make a decision because we don't have any power. We don't see the truth. We're just kind of operating from the passenger seat. And once we're confronted and we see what's happening, we can either consciously keep doing what we're doing, which is incredibly difficult. And I think it takes like a pretty dysfunctional person to force themselves to not pay attention and keep doing what they're doing. Or we have to change. And that's the unknown. And that is terrifying. 
Mm. How would you, how do you deal with the unknown before I chime in with that? I mean, I think for me, it's a spiritual process. Like I totally believe that I'm supported and I'm on the right path. Um, And I, what I have learned in my life is that because of my old, that often decisions that I made when I was unconscious, like they never got me what I wanted. They got me what I thought I wanted. And a big part of this is, like I said, pain being a really powerful experience. So going through a divorce, for example, like that was a pretty life shattering experience for me. And that happened in 2018. And I, I believed consciously that I had the life that I wanted. I thought that I had everything that I wanted, but when all of that crashed and burned, and then I was left with myself, you know, moving from like house with a partner and a yard and all the things to this apartment that I've now been stuck in for, you know, a month and a half. I, I understand now that I, I don't necessarily know what I want and it's just about paying attention and doing the next thing. So when I become conscious of something, I seek counsel. I talk to people that I trust and I process what's coming up for me because I know that my default would be to repeat subconscious programming because of what I believe. And I just know, like I've been through some horrible things we all have in our lives, but I know that for me, every time I've been through something really horrible, I pay attention and I pray and I meditate and I completely trust, you know, whatever spiritual process I'm in at the time. And I just keep moving forward, doing the right thing as it, you know, like not falling back, not putting my head in the sand, but paying attention and also being willing to look at my own dysfunctional patterns mm. and know that I'm not a victim. Um, I just completely trust the process. I just, I just do. I have like total faith that I'm going to be continue to be happier than I've ever been in my life Mm. because I mean, I don't even know because I just, I believe that I'm doing the right thing because I'm paying attention and talking to people like you and like, you know, really looking at the truth, the truth. And I didn't before. I didn't know what the truth was. Mm. It's like a mental muscle. It's like a muscle that you've built. Mm-hmm. To be able to, like, give yourself the resiliency that you need to face, you know, like you're here to face the next level of unknown in your life. Mm-hmm. And then as you go through life, you build more and more resiliency to, like, face bigger and bigger versions of this concept of, the, you know, the unknown and, and trusting yourself mm-hmm. to be able and capable in the moment to be, you know, like to do the next right thing, you know, in that moment. And that will be okay no matter what. It's courage, right? It's like keep doing the next thing and knowing that you will be okay. Yeah, yeah. The meant that muscle, you've built it. It's like, oh, I'll be okay. Like, you know, I have a down day and I'll be up again tomorrow, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be doing the thing and moving forward and no matter what the challenge is, no matter what the, um, the circumstance, you know, coronavirus, we're going to get up again. We're going to do, we're going to be bigger and better at life 
individually and as a collective, you know, mm-hmm. by, you know, taking these challenges that we're all in right now and, I, you know, and really like using it as that clue, which is sort of wrapping this full circle, using this, this time, this downtime as a, as a sign to go within, to find out what's really important to then course correct and trust in your own ability to, you know, to create in the unknown, which is the only place where new things can actually happen. So how do you do that? How do you keep moving forward? Um, <laughs> I get, how do I keep moving forward? Essentially it's, it's a, it's, um, I'm being drawn. Like I'm not pushing myself. I'm, I'm being pulled into it. Mm-hmm. So it's a different, you know, like it's, I think it comes from having a really good, knowledge base of yourself and a knowledge base of how the world works and then from that you give yourself the experiences that you need to inspire the calling like or the original calling of what you're here to do and for me i've i've i feel like i've lived a blessed life where that's as far as I can remember, that's all I've been doing is just following my calling and going on the journey and, you know, like being in that unknown and just trusting and letting go because I know that there's this massive, this big reason, this, you know, this purpose for me to be alive. And it's just this absolute trust that I've had um, ever since, you know, I, um, I had a near-death out-of-body experience. And I got that calling and I was like, and it was just all clear. So how do I do that now? Essentially, I've tried to, um, you know, I'm reverse engineering that out-of-body experience and that threshold between life and death and reverse engineered, you know, that to be able to help people to get a glimpse of that experience so that it can sort of reset where they're at and give Mm -hmm. them, different perspective on what they're facing so they can see it through fresh eyes and we can see you know people like relearn their life lessons because oftentimes we forget like the actual success the actual life that we've been through and um so i do that through that and then i use a model a framework to actually help to map and manifest you know, your actual number one reason for being on earth alive, you know, doing your thing that no one else can do but you. It's like totally unique, totally individual. And it's, and it's something that, you know, like it's so like fundamental, so simple that it's almost ridiculous. But, you know, we're all, we all have a purpose in life. I fundamentally believe that. And, and the purpose changes over time. It changes as we go through the different seasons of our life. And as, <laughs> and as we go through it, we find more and more clarity on what it is that we're really trying to get to, what it is that we're really trying to embody and become and to achieve and to create, you know, on this, this life's journey. So. 
I, and how do people know to ask you? Like what happens for them that makes them want to look for this stuff? Because I feel like most people don't even think to ask the question. Yeah, I think, I think what I've been doing, and it's something that I did after I met you in Bali, I started this Instagram account called Quantum Feedback. And this, this was like one of those big scary things that I'd been putting off for five years of doing. Didn't even know how to do it. And, you know, I got the download, I got the technology and I started applying, you know, the framework to my own life. And I did it for five years and then I was like, went to Bali and was trying to do something over there, but it didn't really, it didn't feel right. Mm. So I really like came to terms while I was in Bali and on that adventure, I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Like I, I've exhausted all of my options of, of what I thought I should be doing and what I thought I wanted to be doing that I was only left with one option. And that was this, this crazy, scary option. That was the most true thing that I could have been doing. You know, this true voice that was, that was always inside me that wanted to come out. And I just started writing through, through that voice, through that, um, you know, embodiment and creating memes. <laughs> so like writing short bits, Instagram type content and creating memes around um around, you know, quantum feedback, around looking at the mind, around this call to adventure, around the hero's journey, around, you know, what the meaning of life is, around you know, out-of-body experiences. And I just created all these different memes that are based on my life. And then since then, it's been, you know, feeling the feedback of that. People are really attracted to um, <laughs> the short, quick version of, of getting knowledge, understanding, and wisdom about their own awareness. But then, you know, to do the the course the 12 week course or whatever it's a it's a it's a bit harder for people to get over that hurdle and to get through that threshold of their own inner resistance to you know awakening maybe or to you know just seeing the reality of what's going on yeah. I'm looking for wealth elsewhere when like it really is like this is what we're talking about is like the richest experience in the world. And but people don't find it worthy of paying for it a lot of the time. It's like I'd rather go do, you know, buy the new car, whatever. Yeah. I was talking in my my first podcast episode about how like I know so many women who will go get their eyelashes done and they'll get their nails done, but they can't afford to pay for any sort of coaching or therapy and and it's just that process of like the value, like where do we put the value? And like, I, I mean, I think our lives are the most important things ever and knowing ourselves. And it, it's just hard to, people are afraid to dive into that. Mm. Yeah. It's, um, it's hard to like, I don't think there's a status symbol attached to that except for an internal experience of it. You know, the internal verification of, oh, I feel amazing and alive and I can see everything's connected and I'm feeling that. And, you, you know, you get immersed with this whole this spiritual experience. But there's no, like, status symbol, like, 
you know, like I suppose there is like the new age, I go to retreats and stuff, but the stat, like the, the handbag status symbol, it's just not like visible. Like, right. <laughs> Inner peace is invisible. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's totally like, you know, but I will say it's so powerful, right? It's like people feel that like way more than they're going to notice your handbag, but we've just been misdirected on what we value. So people will be around somebody who has inner peace. Like I know that people are attracted to me because of the way that I live my life and the way that I talk and the way that I, you know, authentically show myself. Mm. Um, but it's hard to, it's hard to identify like what's happening. They can't, it's not tangible, but people feel it. They really do. Mm. Mm. That's that, that's, that is like, that's like that law of attraction thing because, mm -hmm. you know, like as a result of doing the work, you change your inner world, yes. which changes your energetic vibration, which then draws in people that, you know, are, you know, potentially the polar opposite of that energetic vibration. So they're like, what are you doing? How are you doing that? Like you on some magic sort of, you know, you're doing something. I want some of that essentially. I mean, I, I could talk about divorce again too, right? So after my divorce, like diving into like, you know, so many people do like a divorce diet or whatever to find a new partner. And for me, like I got divorced and I was like, who is this person in here? And like, what is she attracted to? And like, let's make different decisions in the future. And so it wasn't about like losing weight, which obviously happens automatically when you're going through something hard for me, it did happen, but, um, it's been, you know, almost a two year process of diving into like the, um, like what I believe. And, you know, like at this point, I'm single, which is fine, but it's like, I love myself more than I ever did. I believe that I'm more beautiful than I've ever thought that I was because I'm happy and I'm at peace and I'm content and nothing outside of me could have given me that experience. It's been years of diving in and processing. And like, I know that the kind of person that I'm going to attract in my life is going to be somebody who's also like at that level of like peace. And I couldn't have like willed that to happen. I had to become that and then attract that. So that's the law of attraction. Mm. And I'll validate that when it happens. But that's what I, I mean. I know that that's what's going to happen. I just know because I'm not like there's no desperate energy. There's no scarcity. There's no I'm not enoughness attracting. I'm full and I'm full of me. Mm. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> and I'm not perfect. No one is, but you know. Yeah. And that's like, that's, you know, that's this journey that we're all on is like, that's, that's really the sort of the umbrella statement or the mission. The mission of my, of my podcast is, you know, the journey to become supernatural, you know, and, I don't think I'm supernatural, but I, you know, like I'm tapping into it. I'm feeling it. I'm like pulling on that thread, trying to figure it out, trying to like say yes to the opportunities, to the chances, to the. How do you define supernatural? What does that mean to you? What? You know, I, I guess, really know. Uh, I guess it's um, supernatural is when you can just <laughs> take this experience that we've just been talking about and live through it live your life through it. So, you know, 
stepping into the unknown without fear and trusting the universe to bring you what it is that you desire. You know, these are supernatural things to do that in health and healing for yourself. So it's like taking, um, I don't have any illnesses. I don't have any chronic things, but using that to using the level of your own belief that you have and practices like meditation, journaling, and, you know, various other exercises that you can do to, you know, change your subconscious thinking and to plant new information into the quantum field that becomes your subconscious thinking. So training the subconscious to be, you know, creating more health in your life, you know, or um, essentially just programming your subconscious mind to not recognize that you have cancer, you know, that you have a healthy, vibrant body full of vitality, full of health, you know, like, life force energy and you do that enough times it changes the physical state of your body changes the vibrations of your cells it changes the cellular health in all your cells and then gets rid of the cancer gets rid of the chronic disease the illness the mindset the bad habits yeah so you know and then take taking it to the next level is like, how do we access higher states of awareness? How do we keep going? What's the edge? What's the, you know, the actual, what is the edge of our capabilities? Like that's something that I'm, I've always been fascinated by, you know, hence I put myself into life threatening situations in my past to have that experience, to go, you know, to go there and go, I'm here now and I got to figure out how to go back, (laughs) you know, how do I get back and how do I, you know, remember what happened so that I can one day teach it, you know, one day Mm -hmm. use that experience to point the way for others. It's so interesting. Mm. I think a big part of at least my belief system too, is I think that I believe like I agree with everything you're saying. And I also think we, we, we have a lot of clutter on top of like our, the supernatural that we already are. And we just forget that we are like these divine creatures. And so big part of it is like connecting with the truth and just like remembering what's in there because we have a lot of stories that tell us lies. Totally. (laughs) I mean, that's, um, that would be like, you know, taking this, the inner, you know, I guess what we're, where we're going now is like story mm-hmm. and, um, and really like dissecting this unconscious part of our mind and the stories we hold that make up our, our life, you know, and I had it last night, I was at my brother's place and talking about my dad and how everything's like pretty fixed. Like that story is like hardwired. It's fascinating. It's like, and the older that we get, the more our stories that we carry have that we've carried through our life become hardwired into who we are, into the, like the operating Mm -hmm. system of the body, 
Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes it's like, you know, there's a, so, sometimes it's as easy as just creating a counter narrative for, you know, whatever challenges that you're having for the fear that we're going through in this time. Mm-hmm. And raising our awareness to a level that we can understand that there is another narrative than the mainstream narrative in the case of Corona, um, that we can change our lives, that we can change our situations, or we can at least start that process. And a huge part of the start is just like asking, is this, is, am I believing something that's true? Mm. And usually the answer is no. Mm. Hmm. So I think we should do another, we should, we have to do another follow-up session. Yeah, I think so too. And I want, I want to have you come on mine and talk a lot about what your work is. And so, so that we can start there because it's like the infrastructure and then we can go off on like all these, these tangents, which okay. would be awesome. That would be awesome. And just before we go, I want to just like, just like, I want to show up a little bit more and um, I want to ask you what your story was around your podcast before, now, and what it's going to be. You're asking me that now? Yeah, if we have time. Yeah, yeah so I mean, the story was, um, the story was, um, I'm going to do a podcast. And that was a story for probably, you know, a long time. And then, um, the, I mean, a big part of the story was like, I'm too busy doing all these other things. But then the story became like, I just have to do this and I know that I have to do it and I just have to do it. Like I told you, like, you know, the only way I'm going to do it is if I do it. (laughs) So the story now is like, it would be more painful for me to not do it than to do it, even though it's unknown and it's scary and it's risky to put yourself out there. And I recorded my first episode already. That's the only one I've done so far. And, um, after I recorded it, I was like, wow, I'm going to be judged by this. I probably said some things that maybe people will disagree with, but the story now is like, I can't not do it. Like it is my path to do it. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a lot of people who are not going to believe or agree with me or align with whatever I have to say, which is totally fine. There will be some people who will, and that will be good. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, I'm going to learn from the process. Like I'll probably make mistakes, but I feel like I can't become the next version of myself, but you know, like I'm by the next version, I guess I should say like, like more authentically who I'm meant to be. Like I can't become that person if I don't take risks and do things that are going to be uncomfortable. Like I can't ever create something if I don't do it. Like I'm never going to make an impact if I don't actually take action. Mm. So a big thing for me is like, I, I have all these ideas. I just don't do them. And I guess the story is like unworthiness or I don't have time. And which I think ultimately comes back to unworthiness, you know, doing these other things are more important than actually taking the time to do what I want to do. Um, but now the story is like, I have to, it's like you, like you are feeling pulled. I love that. It's like, I'm feeling pulled. I just have to do it. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to 
the the experience six episodes in or two episodes in of like yeah i'm freaking pumped about podcasting about talking about expressing my ideas about clarifying stuff just in mid-flow about just showing up in front of a microphone you know i had that real realization last night this is like all happening live um of changing my story of creating that counter narrative getting excited and getting pumped about it Mm -hmm. this new new version of me like coming to life it's so exciting so, yeah we can't wait and to it, be on your show yeah me too i'm excited we'll have to we should we'll stop recording and then actually like schedule it so we can make it happen okay cool so before you go just let everyone know um on the quantum feedback podcast where they can find you and mm-hmm. where you're at on the internet yeah so i'm mostly on instagram so it's just under my name so jasmine savari um, J A S M I N E S V A R E. And my podcast is called the live your life podcast. So mm-hmm. that'll be launching hopefully in the next week or two. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Good, Jasmine. So Great to have you. you here. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the quantum feedback podcast. Episode number 11 with Jasmine Soiree. Now for more information about this episode and others, go to quantumfeedback.org forward slash podcasts.